welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hey, hi. Um, I decided that I'm going to share some of a training that I did not long ago called Difficult Conversations. I was so glad that my client asked me to present some information and compile some information that might just help navigating um, awkward conversations or intense fellowship, as I like to call them, um, maybe navigating them a little bit better. So um, let me share with you some of what I presented. Let's have at it. First of all, the things that you're passionate about, they're really not random. They're your calling. They're things that are important to you. And very often when you have a conversation with someone and you notice they get heated or passionate, a lot of different dynamics could be taking place. Um, a lot of um, white noise in their head could be taking place from their childhood or from rejection. But nine times out of ten, when you have a difficult conversation, I want you to realize that people are basically passionate about things that they care about are things that are really linked to their identity. Now, I am not simplistic. I know that there are times where people are having power struggles because of their own insecurity, their own bias, and a lot of other reasons. But most of the time, when I've had difficult conversations with people, we were just two individuals or three individuals really passionate about a subject or a topic. And very often it's related to something you know a lot about. One example is if you talk um, training, adult learning and training with me, you're, you, you got to talk you got to know what you're talking about, number one. And number two, you can't compromise the integrity of it. For example, if I'm talking with individuals who believe that adult learners should be told what to do all the time and micromanaged, I'm going to get heated. Not in, because I don't respect the other person, not because I don't, I assume they don't know what they're talking about, but nine times out of ten, it's because I'm hot, I'm passionate. I am white heat hot about adult learning, and I'm white heat hot about the experiences adult ha the adults have when they're learning. I really want adults to dig in, to bring their past experiences, to be able to choose um, and not be told what to do. And if you have, and if you're in a classroom setting with me and you try to mistreat my learners, I will have opinions. I will have things to say and I will be passionate. And if you um, come from a different frame set and you have some research and some experience to back things up, I'll hear you. But and we'll find consensus, we'll be okay, but just know I'll be passionate and you'll be passionate. So make sure you categorize those kinds of conversations as just what they are. They're not deal breakers. They're just difficult conversations because you care a lot and they care a lot. Okay. Now, and along the same lines with difficult conversations, I got some good news for you. They're not fatal. <laughs> Most people will not pass out on the floor because they had a difficult conversation. However, sometimes it feels like it, doesn't it? When you're in the middle of a heated conversation, oh my goodness, your face gets hot, your heart beats faster. Um, sometimes it feels like you you got so much to lose on the line when really you're just talking about who's going next in um, a grocery store line or something. Um, one day I'll blog about that because I did have that situation happen. But the good news is it's not fatal. You can you can manage difficult conversations in a way where everybody feels valued, everyone's integrity is intact, and there's 
a compromise that can happen. But the main thing is to know, first of all, they're not fatal. Okay. Have you ever been around someone who thinks just because you disagree with them? that all bets are off, the friendship is over, the marriage has ended, the relationship is over. No, get a proper perspective. They're not fatal, okay? Then another, I got bad news too. The bad news is that you're going to have them. <laughs> you're going to experience difficult conversations in your lifetime. And if the only way to avoid them is to never have an opinion or never care about something. And that's a very dry way to live your life. So good news, you can make it through and you can survive a difficult conversation. Bad news, honey, they're going to happen and they're going to happen often. There are tools. And then I want to talk to you about a plan to manage them. Now, I'm not going to probably give you this whole training because I am a consultant, but I'm going to give you some basic tools to help you um, navigate the difficult conversations in your life. And I might wait and give you the plan at a later date or give you a product where you can get the plan. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's talk first with the challenges associated with having these hard, difficult conversations with others. Now, the main thing is I want you to know that one of the challenges is that we fail to realize that everybody wants to be heard in the context of a difficult conversation. Usually that's their core value is to be heard, to be um, understood, and to be related with. So when you're talking to someone, recognize that not only do you need to be heard, but they need to be heard too. Sometimes after I advocate my point, I will count to five and just grow silent. And sometimes it's awkward because in our, our society, we're used to just talking, you know, boom, 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 firing those words out. But if we do, if we're not careful, we will miss what someone else's perspective is. So remember, People want to be heard. And then number two, you've got to make room for them to be heard. So that means you got to pause. Um, this is really good with marriages and re relationships. You've got to pause and breathe and then let them speak if they so need to speak. Make sense? All right, let's go to the next point. Not only do people want to be heard, but this is odd. They want you to understand them. There was a book in the 60s. Um, I love, um, I found it and I love it. It's by David Kersey. And he's a, a forerunner in temperament research. And he wrote a book, Please Understand Me. And it's really focused, his focus is really on personality and temperament and things like that. But in a difficult conversation, Understand that people want you to understand what is in their mind, in their heart. They want you to, to, to let them know that, okay, I hear you and I understand how you could feel that way. That goes a long way to diffusing conflict. When you tell a person, I get that. And I say that often because I get it. If I let people talk and they give me their perspective, it's like, ah, uh, I get that. I get how you could have been, how you were offended by what I did. I get how you felt um, slighted. I get how you felt like I abandoned you. I get that. All right. So they want to be heard, understood, and they want to be validated. So not only do you hear them, not only do you see it from their perspective, but they really want you to feel like you understand and you validate and say, that makes so much sense. Not only do I get it and I understand your point of view, I so see it 
and I so support it. I do, and I would feel the same way if I were in your shoes. Do you get understand what I mean? So it's important to really basically see things from their perspective. And now here's the hard part. Do you see it? Do you see the hard part? You get it? Right here. What else do they want? <laughs> I don't even want to verbalize it. I want you to look at it. But this may, I may put this on my podcast, so I got to tell you. They want to be right. Oh, my gosh. How hard is this one? Because sometimes, you know what, from your perspective, they're just wrong. And, and even from, not from your perspective, sometimes things are just wrong. People are wrong. Actions are wrong. But in the end, in the heated conversation, people are wanting you to hear them. They want you to understand them. They want you to say it's okay. And they want you to say they're right. Now, they, you may not ever get to that point because, again, they may be wrong. But just know that everybody wants to feel like they're justified and that they're right in what they want or what they need. Now, if you have an employee who wants a raise, <laughs> you know, they may be, you may hear them. You may get why they want a raise, and you may really agree that they should have a raise. I just did heard, understood, validated. But then they could be really right in wanting it, but wrong in getting it. In other words, you don't have the budget for it. So you can, you have to, but I would say if you can, if they're right, and if there's even any gray area there, you can let them know, hey, you are so correct. You are worth $80,000 a year, but that may not be their reality. So just remember, in these heated conversations, people are passionate about what they are passionate about, and their basic needs are to be heard, understood, validated, and really justified. That's very important for them. So, so I want you to remember that, because each one has to do with something. The heard means you have to hear them with your ears. Understood, that comes a little bit from the heart, okay, and the brain. Um, I'm sorry, that comes from the brain. And then the heart is the validated, okay? So think about that that way. All right. All right, here's the thing. I, I have on this slide, if you're not doing a podcast and you're looking at it, you see your big old baby. And basically, this is speaking to the basic needs we have as individuals. And these are needs that we have that are as old as human beings themselves. You've heard of Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs. When you have, start having difficult conversations, I want you to remember these basic needs that people have. Okay, not only the ones I just mentioned, but people have the need to feel safe in a variety of areas. First, young people and adults alike need, they have sociological needs. Okay, or physiological, I'm going to start there actually. Physiological needs, which is food, water, warmth, and rest, right? They need to feel okay physically. Think about it in the context of safety too physical safety. So when you're having a difficult conversation, be aware of your body language. Be aware of what your eyebrows do. I have the eyes of fire. I can give, I have the gaze of, of fire. I really do. I mean, so I have to be really careful with how big my eyelids get <laughs> when I'm having a different conversation because my eyes get really wide when I'm passionate about something or when I'm angry or frustrated. And so I don't want people to feel like I am out of control or going to hit them. And I'm sorry, in the world we live in now, let's be real. People fear that even in the workplaces, people fear their safety. So be aware. Okay. Other needs. 
other needs, belonging. People want to feel like they belong, which kind of goes with that acceptance piece. They want to feel like they belong and that they are loved. Now, love is something that I'm a Christian, so that comes into play with my core value. But I'll tell you, if you're in a workplace, if you can just make sure people feel a sense of belonging and membership and welcomeness, and that goes back to that, that validation, that acceptance, that understanding, that can help them feel more safe with you psychologically. All right. And then I won't go through the whole hierarchy, but just know that there are, people have basic needs to feel okay. So when you're having your difficult conversation, don't forget those basic needs that people have to feel okay. If you're um, thinking about this, I would love for you to write down three things that you need to feel okay in a, um, in a difficult conversation. What three elements of that conversation would ensure that you feel safe psychologically, physically? Um, you know, maybe even you could go on to... Um, I don't know, maybe how, what, what do you need to feel spiritually? Um, do you need a hug? I mean, I don't know. Um, emotionally, what do you need? But write down three things that you need. Okay. Three things. If you, if you're journaling and you got some paper or your phone by, what three things do you need to feel safe in a difficult conversation? All right. We'll come back to that. So here's the thing. We all have our basic needs, and when we don't get them, we act like a big crybaby, okay? We all, we'll act crazy. Some of the things we'll start doing, like a big old baby, is we'll tell other people uh, and anybody that'll listen about what happened to us, how you treated us, how our conversation went left. Be aware of that because I am big on reputation, and I hate it when someone interprets my um interaction as as they weren't valued or safe especially in, in a professional setting that bothers me because I am a passionate person I'm a smart person I know I'm smart and I care a lot about the work I do and so if I my passion is mistaken for anger um, when it really wasn't or meanness oh that hurts me but what hurts me too is the fact that they could go out and tell people that I was a jerk I don't want that um, because it's just not my core value of who I am I care about people and so and I'm a leader and so I don't want people to go out and say I was a butthead that's that's important to me so be aware when you have difficult conversations that when people feel unsafe and their needs weren't met they're gonna talk and squawk and it could hurt you later the same person that they go and tell you were a jerk to could be your CEO that next week or a funder that you need or the banker senior VP banker when you need a loan so guard your reputation Okay. Another thing is they can start that whispering thing that I consider um, this is similar to telling others because telling others means I go out and tell. But I think it's even more dangerous when they start that secret gossipy thing. Because then when people tell folks things that I did, usually it'll come back to me and I'll know. But that secret whispering, that little that stuff is dangerous because you're damaged. You can damage, have a damaged reputation and you don't even know it. You don't even have a clue. And so you want to you want to you want to fix that. Another challenge that can happen on a team, especially is alliances can start all from a difficult conversation that could have been squashed. Alliances, little sidebar. Have you ever watched um, Big Brother? I haven't watched it since I was in my 20s, maybe 30s. I don't know. But um, those alliances can be dangerous. They can tear down a whole infrastructure. <laughs> so 
be aware, a difficult conversation. I often think about that in a moment. I'm going to give an example. I had a um, experience where I was, I don't remember how it went down, but basically someone interpreted that I was insulting them. And I'm the type of person, I will look you in the eye and tell you what I think. I don't have to, you know, be sideways about it. I'll say, you are unprofessional right now. You know, I'll tell you. But um, they perceived I said something that I, I had no intent on communicating. But I could see how that person could see that, you know, when I kind of look back at it. I had to fix that. I don't need any alliances um, against me. I don't need other people whispering and gossiping about me being a jerk. That could affect me and how I could reach them um, to help them or to support them. So who has time for that? Another thing that'll happen is you can have a really confrontational situation that could get super ugly when people are feeling threatened. They will confront you in a way that may make you feel like you are um, in danger. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's, it's the reality. Okay. It is the reality of this situation. So I say all this to say, I'm building a case for you to be empathetic, okay, and a case for you to squash these conversations when they are um, squashable. <laughs> and if it's a difficult conversation that has to happen, I just want your, you to be have a heightened emotional quotient about these things so that you can um, maybe keep things on a track where they're positive, where there's no room for a bunch of silos that can develop or mean-spirited behavior. Okay, now moving forward, some of the things that happen possibly during a different conver difficult conversation that you should be aware of, you know this, but just know when you have that conversation, even if you're at your best, you're considering all those things like the person's needs, but just know that the first thing that's likely going to happen is they're going to be defensive. They are going to take a stance of being defensive. And this one I feel like is one of the sneakiest scenarios because when people become defensive, it looks like anger. It looks like accusatory behavior. It looks like so many other things when really they're trying to defend their heart and their integrity. And when you look at it that way, I would think you'd be more empathetic. I know I am. So when I have those difficult conversations, I often think, they just want to take care of themselves. That's all they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to prove that they're okay and they, they, they care and they matter. That's, that's not a bad thing when I look at it that way. Let me know in your comments what you think. Another thing to be be aware of is you got the clams, okay? You got the people who will clam up on you. Some people, especially some temperaments, are going to shut down completely in the context of a difficult conversation. And a weaker person would say, I won and I beat it and, you know, I beat them and I've conquered. That's stupid. The bottom line, everybody loses with that mentality. So, no, the clam up person, I feel like you have to really work with them. They may need a moment. But don't let conflict um, linger and turn into something like bitterness because that's what can happen next. And if you're on a work team or a ministry team, that, that's, that's, that's kryptonite, okay, to team dynamic. So the clam up person, just know that some people will shut down and need to shut down. Other people will just clam up, period. Be aware of that and be sensitive to that. But don't let things go unresolved.
Okay, be the bigger person and with kindness, try to draw them back in to a resolution. Then you're going to have the person that's a victim. They will take no responsibility for anything. This person is going to be like, they did it. I didn't do it. My mama beat me. My cousin hit me. Uh, my dog ran away. You know, my, my car stopped. You know, be prepared for that. There's not much you can do about that, but just keep your eye on the subject at hand. But be prepared for that, okay? be prepared all right keeping it moving um, this is very possible too during a difficult conversation do you see what I have at the bottom and again if you are um, do, listening to me on podcast I'm gonna tell you it is possible doing a different difficult conversation for you to be guilty for you to be wrong all right. And I got to say that. Yes, because everything else I said pointed to the other person. Right. So they're defensive. They can clam up on you. You know, there are people that could be victims and not accept responsibility. But it is equally possible that you are wrong as the day is long in this in the scenario at hand. So I want you to just keep your mind open. Be aware. That's all that I'm trying to tell you. And I'm going to say. Um. Before you um, meet with someone and have a difficult conversation, if it's possible to do that, and I like the idea of coming back after a situation and cooling down and coming back to revisit it. But if it is something that you can, if you have, a, have, a, have an option to do that, before you meet with that person, I want you to think about and write down. I really like the idea of writing. This is just how I operate. But I want you to know and be clear on what is an acceptable outcome of your conversation and what is an unacceptable outcome for your conversation okay so you don't want to go into a difficult conversation without an endeavor without a plan without what you hope will happen okay because then you can get caught up in the process lose your focus and um, totally you know um, leave and nothing happened and that is a waste of your time and theirs okay so I need you I need you to have an idea of what you hope to accomplish when that conversation is over and usually it may be is consensus is usually what it is but in addition to consensus it could be just that we're okay no consensus but that we're okay and sometimes it's we agree to disagree and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and I'm a big fan of keeping conversations short when they're difficult conversations I like the idea of keeping them super short I, oh, I love this I found this quote somewhere and I love it conversations are like a mini skirt short enough to retain interest but long enough to cover the subject <laughs> so short enough to retain interest but long enough to cover the subject so talk only as long as you need to because sometimes when you go on and on and on and on and on um, if it's you don't see a resolution cut that booger off because you can turn it can turn into something else so I like to give a limit and I know that's anal but I will I'll give myself five minutes um, for a difficult conversation 10 at the most that's me um, because I think that in that time we can we can resolve it um, if not it can turn into an argument 
Okay, so I don't, that's just the way I operate. Hey, give me your feedback. I would love to know how you navigate difficult conversations and what you think of what I um, presented. This is only about a tenth of it. I may do some follow-up vids and a podcast on this subject, but um, who knows? If I do, um, you'll know about it. If I don't, you'll um, you'll know too. <laughs> I'm a silly person. But anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. And um, if you're a business person, you do need to know I'm a, I'm a consultant that is a Christian, um, but I do train in higher education fields, nonprofits and um, the like. But um, but this is my my channel and my platform. So I can wish you blessings and wish you lots of success in navigating difficult conversations, whether they're in marriage, um, at work or in Walmart. One day I'm really going to do a video about my encounter in Walmart and, and what I learned about it. But that's another day. Thanks for watching and listening. Subscribe and be a part of my life. All right. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to find me on YouTube at Godsy Girl Terry, as well as on Facebook at Godsy Girl Living Life His Way. And don't forget Instagram. There you can find me at Married to a Pastor Life. God bless you. Be sure to subscribe. Hit the four stars below and let me know how this is blessing you. Thank you for listening and God bless you.